0: Court is back in session. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Due. I am your host Carl Duty. With me is a man who's so metal even Thanos couldn't snap him away. Mr. Drew Celestino. I went to the website. I
1: was spared. I was spared as well. All right. Woo-hoo! We're safe. If we had to, if we had to like, you know, separate because of Thanos, that would just be terrible. I mean, if the population was halved,
0: and it's a good assumption that a lot of podcasters would go with it. It's a good that's, chance that's some market share. share
1: might, might pick up a little bit of... Well, half the listenership has also gone too. Yeah. Yeah. There really are no winners in this scenario. Yeah. Real estate, you know, you could become a real estate baron. A lot more real estate out there. Yeah. Less people that want it though. As Lex Luthor always said, land. Yeah. It's good to have land.
0: Land. So one thing they're not making any more of.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, this, currently the,
0: in Hawaii, they're making more the, land. The
1: sea is reclaiming everything, Carl, over time. Not so much in Hawaii. Well.
0: They're making more land there. For now.
1: Yeah. Don't worry. So. They'll be reclaimed, too, someday. Yeah.
0: So hopefully everybody's okay in Hawaii. Uh, thank you again for joining us, folks. We are here, and on to our opening statements. Drew,
1: sir, how was your week? Um, Well, as it were, um, I am in the process yeah. of getting a lot of things done before I can no longer get things done. So that includes some traveling. So I went to uh, Washington, D.C. for the... First intentional time over uh, over the weekend. So a three-day First weekend.
0: intentional time?
1: So I've only been there one other time, and that was for a layover. Um, uh, but here's a funny story. So, well, not so much funny as it is depressing and sad. But um, we had a layover in D.C. at Reagan and the airport. Yep. And uh, no, correction. Let me walk this back. Layover at Dulles which is just outside of Washington. And, uh, yeah, that flight got canceled. And um, we were pretty upset about it because we flew a red-eye from California to to Washington, and all we wanted to do was go home. They're like, yeah, your flight's canceled. Um, We might be able to get you on one tomorrow. like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Today. Now. Yes. Please. So uh, they ended up uh, finding us a flight at Reagan, I think that's how it worked, or there was a chance we could get on one at Reagan and they would shuttle us over there. So they got us on a shuttle, little you know, van or whatever. And the driver was nice enough. He's like, we told him the story, like, yeah, our flight was canceled and we're going to this other airport and we're we're, we're very upset. We've been up on the red eye flight and we didn't sleep that well. Yada yada. He's like, well, I'll tell you what, I'll take the scenic route to the to to, to 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 Reagan. Oh, okay, cool. So I got to drive through Washington once. Okay. So this was the first time I actually like went there intentionally with you know plans and stuff. So we went with my best friend and his wife. Um, We shared an Airbnb, and um, it was a fun three days actually. How was the Airbnb experience? Just fine. Um, Room is nice. Um, The only, I mean, if I'm going to knock anything on the Airbnb, it's that the guy didn't really provide a lot of amenities in the fridge, like you know, coffee, coffee maker not a lot to ask but it, but it goes a long way coffee i mean you know it, he, he like there's there, it's it's fully furnished oh. it was like there's cups and there's dishes and there's plates but it's like yeah but nothing in the fridge and no coffee like thanks i guess well i mean fully furnished doesn't mean
0: food it just means
1: I'm not asking for a for a meal. just you know throw throw, throw, a thing throw me some ground. Throw, throw me something, man. Oh, than that, it was uh, really, coffee, really nice. Guys, just pour it in my hand. Yeah, that no, was nice. Nice room, uh, two bathrooms, two bedrooms. So we got to uh, expedite our our shower train in the morning. Got us rolling pretty good. Um, did lots of cool cool stuff. Did some uh, record store um, splurging. Found some found some neat neat gems. Um, Ate a lot of good food, great Indian place, um, a great pizza place, and a great breakfast burrito place, and just, you know, it was, it was good. Smithsonian, very cool. I would go back just to go to the museums again, because I did not even get to see, like, a, th- a well, tenth of what they have to offer in these the, museums.
0: Yeah. The museums, there are insane.
1: Yeah. The air and space was my favorite, um... Very, uh very awesome, especially the space portion. I got to see like astronaut stuff, actual, you know, suits that were worn on the moon and things like that. And like the lunar lander is actually one of them that didn't make it up there, but they used on Earth to do stuff and tests was there. And it's like, wow, that, cool. this punk of junk made it to the moon. It's incredible. Nice. Um, and then there's a there's this big portion where you look up and they're just the big rockets and you're like, wow, big rockets. Cool. And then you go down. So like not quite the base of them but like the first floor where they because these things go like three four stories up yeah. you go down you read like the informational placard by the rockets and it's like oh these are ICBMs Carl <laughs> these are intercontinental ballistic missiles they used to deliver nuclear warheads
0: oh, oh, oh.
1: yeah that wasn't uh, disconcerting at all well if you follow
0: current news we might need those <laughs>
1: yeah let's hope not i'd prefer not to think about that so that was kind of unnerving but still pretty sweet um but yeah the space portion was was very very cool um i did not make it out to uh the airfield slash hangar though which is not in the smithsonian air and space museum proper but it's a little bit away where they have an actual sr-71 blackbird uh, and, the, and a space shuttle that you can you can check out yep Next time, I would mm. definitely like this to to see that, and I could you know figure out okay. So this is the plane that Cobra modified, and they put a drone on top of it. Yep, yep. They made the Night Raven, the the coolest looking plane in the Jovers. Mm. Looking plane, maybe not the most mm. functional, maybe not the most mm. combat ready, but certainly the coolest looking plane. What's know. better? As far as just for sheer as appearance, sheer aesthetics, sheer anything, intimidation and aesthetics.
0: Um, I know you're not a fan of it, but the Joe plane that came after the Sky Striker, no, the one with the not, wings no, going
1: no, forward, nope, no. garbage, nope, looks better, no, not even it's close, cool. not even close. Uh, the
0: cartoon, the wings could saw trees in half.
1: Yeah, I don't care. It, <laughs> it wasn't black, it didn't have a drone, it did not look as cool as the Night Raven. Um, Anyway, we got. To, I got to see the uh, the actual Constitution and the Bill of Rights and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, penmanship was very good back in the day. <laughs> well, you know,
0: you didn't have much to do back then, so you just kind of read and practice your penmanship.
1: You know, for handwritten uh, documents, it was the, the the letters are all very uniform, spacing is perfect, uh, very straight lines. No one meandered off the page at any point. Very uh, impressive. Back in the day, um, the National Archives are pretty cool. Um, they keep they definitely keep those documents in a very uh, elaborate chamber. Yeah, um, it was neat. Uh, I will say this though, <laughs> I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it because it, it, it kind of it drove me nuts when I was there. Oh, Carl, going to Washington D.C. is a real you get this, you get a real you get a real peek in the window. You get a little slice of middle America. Yeah? Yeah. Tourists? Tourists. So, tourists. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So when you see a group of junior high slash high school kids running around, there's a lot of tourist groups, obviously, but I saw many, many of them. Cousin Eddie's? In their red MAGA hats. And I got real sad, real quick. And then sometimes I saw their parents, and they're just, sorry, big, fat, slob Americans with no regard for personal space, boundaries, or anything. Manners? No. No. Self-awareness? No. No. Don't be silly. And I got a little sad. So, yeah. Anyway, that was the unfortunate portion of the trip. But other than that, it was excellent. Um, I did enjoy the museums a lot. I went to the the zoo. Awesome experience at the zoo. Um, They have a thing called the O-Line, where they have an orangutan enclosure. And then they have another orangutan enclosure, probably a good 100 yards, 200 yards away, maybe? Maybe more? Okay. Well, they have a, a giant tower in each of them and then there's towers in between and there's just ropes connecting them open air Mm. and the orangutans can freely just go between these two pens and you can just walk underneath them and watch them go Nice. so I got to see uh, a mama orangutan and her probably eight week old or less baby orangutan which was adorable (laughs) and mama took the little guy and and she climbed up this tower and like Made made way to the other enclosure. It was yep. pretty wild. Did and then, you get any poop thrown at you? No poop thrown. Thank God. Okay. Uh, got to see a big daddy orangutan too. Yeah. Uh, you have seen the new Planet of the Apes movies, right? I haven't seen the most recent one yet. But you do you have seen like the second yeah, one? Yeah. Okay, so you mm-hmm. know Maurice, the big the yeah. big orangutan with the big with the big round cheeky Jowls face
0: and whatnot. That's what
1: they look like. Yeah, for real, and. Yeah they have shocking lo- they modeled the apes in the movie after
0: real life they apes. did
1: it's amazing um and they have long he looked like chewbacca long dreadlocked hair all over him it was incredible like what his ar- is- he raises his arm up and he raises his arm up and he's got three feet of dreadlocks hanging off his off of his arm do you go up to one of those uh one of the zoo workers and just
0: be like can you just kind of Put this tool belt over his shoulder a little bit <laughs>
1: here i have a bandolier can you just let him hold it for a minute here's a, here's here's bow a crossbow <laughs> uh no did not unfortunately but uh the zoo was cool and um we took a night bike tour of uh basically all of the major monuments um which was really awesome so i got to see the jefferson memorial the um fdr uh memorial which Mm -hmm. is like four big rooms outdoor but they call them rooms one for each of his terms very interesting very um abstract but impactful which is pretty cool um the uh korean war memorial which was pretty intense the vietnam memorial was very intense uh lincoln memorial obviously majestic very impressive i have to say um the mlk memorial was excellent like that that's, statue that's brand is, new it's it's beautiful like it is very impressive so big big ups on that um and then the what's the well, lincoln the world war ii memorial which was really huge huge very cool and uh, washington monument unfortunately um was closed it will be closed until, like, next fall, like, 2019. Mm-hmm. So, we didn't get to go up. they are doing in, some restoration and whatnot? Yeah, Spider-Man kind of screwed it up, so. Okay. Understandable. <laughs> um, and the, then, uh, then I saw the White House. I may or may not have made obscene gestures toward it, but, you know, um, I can neither confirm nor deny that information. see the
0: Vietnam Memorial? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, right. I said that. Cool. Um, no, you said the
0: World War II Memorial.
1: And Vietnam. Um so, yeah, that was all pretty sweet. Um, what's really weird about the Jefferson and Lincoln memorials, so they're both 19 feet tall, right? Okay. Now, Jefferson is outside. Well, he's, I mean, he's in a pavilion, but it's its its like open-air outdoors. I mean, so is Lincoln, but it's different. It's, it's like a dome, and it's kind of, I don't want to say it's small, but it's smaller than Lincoln. And the statue is 19 feet tall. He's standing up, and he's 19 feet tall. It's like, wow, right? Lincoln, also 19 feet tall, but for some reason, Lincoln is, like, way more imposing and intimidating.
0: Well, it's because he's sitting on a chair. He, I think
1: it's because he's sitting down. So, like, it's if he were throw. to stand, he would be taller. So, yeah, Lincoln's, Lincoln's a big guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, pretty cool. Very, very cool. Had a good time. I'd go back. Um, I'm not in a rush to go back, but I would go back, especially to check out some more museums. Uh, more, art. I want to see, like, I would have liked to have seen art and things like that. Uh, unfortunate story the one museum the um, Smithsonian and uh, I forget what it's called but the one that has like Darth Vader's costume in it and the ruby slippers from Lizard of Oz like all the Americana kind of stuff unfortunately that wing was closed oh. until the fall so Bummer. no wait yeah fall sorry mm-hmm. close till fall so I got to see pictures of the Darth <laughs> Vader costume and I got to see a picture of like one of the cowls from one of the Batman movies. I think it was a Keaton one. I got to see a picture of, you know, Muhammad Ali's robe from one of his fights. Yeah, But I didn't get, I didn't get to I actually see these things. the
0: original Pong machine is in there as well.
1: Somewhere. Maybe. Yeah. I believe so, you can still play it, too. Well, I'm, I'm sure it's riveting. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, got back in time to watch one of the all-time worst uh, WWE pay-per-views I've ever seen in Backlash. Uh, terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, yeah, Alan sent us a GIF. Don't don't ask questions. It, it's just... It's, it was just terrible. All Put right. it this way. It was so bad. This is just from a metrics standpoint. Here's yeah. how bad it was. It was so bad... That Brian Alvarez, who co-hosts uh, Wrestling Observer Radio on, for the Wrestling Observer, which is Dave Meltzer's 30-plus year newsletter that he's written for all that time, cover he's like the leading journalist in the industry. Yeah. Uh, Brian Alvarez, uh, his co-host, was live-tweeting it. And he was calling it as he saw it, as he was live-tweeting it for the entire duration. In in that duration, he got 900 new followers. Wow. Then, he did an, they do an immediate uh, show... Um, to recap it, so he had a show with, uh, they do, he does two shows. One is uh, called Brian and Vinny with his other guy, Vinny, and then he'll do a show with Dave Meltzer after that. Yeah. The demand, I'm not even kidding, because this, I'm, a, I'm a paying subscribers, so this happened to me. The demand for the Brian and Vinny show immediately following the show was, was so great. People wanted to hear it so badly that it brought down the site. For like a day, I couldn't access any wow. of the archives or any of the radio shows huh. the next day that I actually wanted to listen to. So uh, yeah, the, the show was so bad that people wanted to hear more about how bad it was because <laughs> it was bad. Dang. It was pretty bad. The faith in the company is pretty bad right now. Chris Jericho was back in NJPW though. Already? Yeah, he wrecked Naito bad badly. He bloodied him up fiercely, and um, well. Our our boy Kenny. Yeah. He's he's getting one more shot at Okada. Ooh. So for those keeping score like me. Uh Okada has a victory over Kenny Omega. Kenny has a non title victory over Okada, and they have one sixty minute draw. So is the rubber. So match. This is the definition of rubber match here. And it's gonna be a best two out of three falls, no time limit match. June ninth. Let's go. die. Now, I want to believe that this is going to be Kenny's time, but I thought that every time they faced each other, so I'm not going to get my hopes up, but it, it, maybe, maybe. So, yeah, yeah. that's, that's kind of what's going on in my sphere right now. It's, uh, what's, what's up over here? What's, what's, been, what's been happening back in Buffalo as I was uh, trying to seize power in D.C.? <laughs> um,
0: not a ton, Earlier in the week, I started watching the Netflix series Lost in Space.
1: Hey, so did I. I'm three
0: episodes in. Oh, I am like six episodes in. Okay. What do you um, think? It's really good. Okay. I enjoy it a lot. Um, I never really watched the original series. There, there was like 50s, 60s sci-fi. There was kind of like a line. Yeah. And right above that line was Star Trek. I mean, you could kind of see the wires on Star Trek, but you didn't mind so much because the storytelling was really good and whatnot. I,
1: I saw the actual Enterprise model from the original series. Nice. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah.
0: Right below that line was Lost in Space. You could see the wires and it just didn't like...
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it was a campy... Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it wasn't trying to be a serious, yeah. this you know, is, thought-provoking this sci-fi. This is not that at all. No, no, no. Not 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 that I can see.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's really good. I'm enjoying it. Um let's see Friday. Friday was hanging out with family and just chilling with them and whatnot. Uh Saturday was kind of a double header day. We had Go uh, on free comic book day. Ah, yes. Which might be my favorite like pop culture event of the year. Okay. Cons are great and all, but there's nothing quite like the joy of free comic book day. With well, yeah, f- free is a
1: Yeah. Makes it palatable for sure. Cons are like, open up that wallet.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but uh, with the free comic book day, it's cool to just see the kids walking around, and like they're all excited, and there's people there in costume, and it was a good time with Dave and Adams. So I I didn't get to linger much in free comic book day, because at the same day, there was an X-Wing tournament. Okay. because, Because we had what is like really one of the best weekends of... The year when you get, I mean, now just the way the calendar is working, it falls on a weekend. Uh When you get, you know, May the 4th, which is National Star Wars Day. I know yeah. you're not a big fan of it. Um it's Whatever. It's fun. It's fun. Every
1: day. And then the next day
0: we have Cinco de Mayo. Oh, so it's not Revenge of the, S- of the Fifth. Well, the tournament was called the Revenge of the Fifth. Right? Uh-huh. See,
1: I see um, what they did there.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's Star Wars games.
1: Sure. So,
0: yeah. So how did Cinco de Mayo go? Cinco de Mayo went great. I took fourth place. Okay. out of a fourteen person tournament. You are upper tier. Yeah, Look at um, you. I went three and one. That's a, that's good. And the only loss I had was to the eventual tournament winner. So I don't, that's very good. I don't feel bad about that at all. Um, I finished as the the poker parlances. I finished in the money.
1: Are you uh, satisfied with your build and your 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 loadout and whatnot? Yeah, it was uh, it was really fun.
0: Um, i took i took kind of uh two two higher tier ships and one kind of mid tier ship and just made a fun build around it and it just went went really well i um i just flew really well and things worked out and the dice went my way more than they didn't and so yeah it was a it was a good time i felt really good about that uh going out of it um a lot of good positive vibes about uh, the upcoming X Wing two point um, so people are excited about it. I mean, cautiously excited. Obviously, there's a bit of buy-in as with any kind of upgrade like this in a game. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But yeah, we're uh, the community is healthy and vibrant and fun.
1: Are, are is the community's uh, significant others vibrant and fun about the <laughs> upcoming two point <laughs> Well, one. Uh, two participant
0: tournaments are actually a married couple, so they are both clearly excited. Yeah. Um, the others, we we don't talk about. <laughs> so That's kind of what the, I figured. Okay. The wives and the husbands mm-hmm. have to say. We're not going to name names. No. Just in, ge- you know, in general. No, no. But folks, if you go out, if you walk outside right now, if it's really quiet out, and you kind of cast your ear skyward you can maybe still hear the string of profanities Julie uttered in the car when I told her about it. might be floating around like the Syracuse area by now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sound yeah. travels. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so uh, I think that was pretty much it. All right. Yeah, it was a fairly mundane week, which is fine. Okay with that. Uh, dear listeners, if you'd like to send us any questions, tell us about your week's. Uh, send us any comments to be right on the show. You can do so with the following locations. You can go to Twitter and find us at devils do pod. You can go to Facebook and go to facebook.com slash devils do pod. You can email us at the devils at gmail at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the devils Drew, that being said, uh, we do have a question. From Mr. Brian, uh, from Mr. Brendan Budnick. All right. Um, Brendan was uh, one of our younger listeners who uh, sent us in a question. I think it might have been last year sometime. And he writes this again. Hey, Carl and Drew, still love your show and love listening, not watching to your show. Yeah, because he said he was watching the show last time. <laughs> anyway, about a year ago, I asked what superhero team, just as a reminder, Drew... You named your team the champions of Drew and had Wolverine, Daredevil, Spider-Man, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. Okay. Carl, your team's name was Destruction Inc. You had Hulk, Groot, Thing, and Juggernaut. I remember I went with subtlety team. (laughs) Uh, My question is, what team would you have these teams fight? These villains have to be Marvel, and you must cast these characters as well. Mm. Who Would you have your team fight?
1: Well, I feel like my team, just based on my thanks for refreshing me on that actually uh, my team was clearly made to fight the hand yeah, yeah it's we got a lot of ninja martial yep. arts uh uh ties, Daredevil Wolverine uh iron fist, and I th- that's that's their lot in life. they have to destroy the hand
0: yeah, um geez, I don't know who my team could really go against. Like my first thought was the wrecking crew, but they're still overpowered. Are they? My team is
1: overpowered. Oh yes, for the yes, yes, crew. yes, yes. You, I mean, you, I've got, you need a Hulk
0: and Juggernaut on my team.
1: Yeah, I feel like you need to go up against like some kind of. Uh, give me a whole bunch of sentinels, like you, the really
0: big ones.
1: That give or us just a good smash fest. Some cosmic villains, someone really powerful and threatening. Give us a, give us a couple Galactus heralds. Something like that. That like that, that, that Fire Lord. Sure. Yeah. Something they can really wreck and lay into without yeah. fear of, you know, outright turning him into mush. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's it? Got. That's all we got for questions. Man, got some slackers out
0: there. I mean, I'm not saying Alan and Jay are slacking, but...
1: Well, I think he ran Jay off, so, you know, th- there is that. I did not... I gave him a
0: stern warning. I was firm but fair. All right. All right. Brendan, thank you very much for your questions. We appreciate it. Now, on to, since we're done with the cross-examination, let's get on to the case files. We do have some interesting tidbits in the news. Let's start most show relevant. Drew, mm-hmm. we got a Luke Cage season two trailer yesterday. We did. It looks good. It does look good.
1: I'm excited. It looks great. I mean, I'm it. it's like... It's like How the do I second movie
0: after you get past the origin story. Yeah, it's, it's a familiar it's familiar faces that you're happy to see back,
1: yeah. and it's new stuff. And the character's
0: fleshed out. We know who he is. We've yeah. gotten to know him over three different shows, yeah. Jessica Jones, his own, and Defenders. And so now we can kind of really hit the ground running and, and go someplace.
1: Um, yeah, interesting uh, approach from what I can tell. So Luke is uh, clearly somewhat famous. Yeah. and uh, kind of relishing in the spotlight that he's getting for being the bulletproof hero of Harlem.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's you can kind of see I mean, obviously they're not going to spoil it, but you can see a a, a flavoring of heroes for hire. Yeah, a little bit. In it. Um so, yeah, we get to we get very brief shots of Misty with the with the arm. I saw some schematics. Looks great. Yeah. Um, Not made by uh, Stark this time, though. No. Well, the, the schematic shot was very brief. It, it's got a brief. Rand logo on it. Oh, well, makes sense. Makes sense. Sure. Yeah, works. Um, The villain.
1: Yes. What do you think? I mean, you got to have somebody that can go toe-to-toe, I guess, with Luke Cage. Yeah. Although, although as I, as I say that, when did the show become... Uh, not as good the first, in season one. Well, when they took away the villain that wasn't up to snuff, but was way more compelling. <laughs> so, once we had the villain in the suit, things kind of went off the rails. So, I don't know if we need the physically imposing villain, but we have one. Um interesting choice i guess i don't i'm not super familiar with bushmaster to be honest with you either (laughs) um all i really know about bushmaster is that it's also a firearm so yeah it's it doesn't exactly uh strike up i saw a picture of him
0: from the comics i was like okay good thing they didn't go with the comic look
1: yeah um i'm trying to remember i i'm getting bushmaster i think mixed up with another character and Now I'm not going to be able to find it because, unfortunately, my uh, internet in your basement here is not too cool. Um, Let's hold the phone up to the window. Yeah, right. (laughs) So... I have I have I have it mixed up with someone else so I'm not yeah. going to get too bogged down in it but there was a villain and I think he was in one of the Punisher games and I think he's obviously in the some of the comics a guy who can like make guns out of his arms if you does this character ring a bell to you I'm and for seeing, some reason I thought he was Bushmaster but it's it's not <laughs> I'm seeing a Marvel card
0: But it was a dude on one of the X-teams, one of the late 90s. He's really holding the phone out the window. (laughs) It kind of helped. It's (laughs) kind of. It's a a dude on one of the late 90s X-teams, so I don't think it's the same guy.
1: Okay. Well, I don't know who I'm talking about then, but anyway, uh, clearly uh, this is not him. Um, So it it seems to me that uh, Luke has a certain uh, thing with snake-themed villains. Yeah. Cottonmouth. Yeah. Yeah. Diamondback, Bushmaster, and they maybe, all sort of have a snake motif in the maybe, comics. Anyway,
0: uh, for season three, they'll just go all in and and Luke Cage versus Cobra. Uh,
1: <laughs> sure, why not? Or or against uh, uh, the uh, whatever um, they were. Society who were who were uh, Bill's um, assassins called <laughs> the Assassination what? Squad to uh, kill Bill. Remember. <laughs> Oh yeah, Black Mamba and and, and yeah, and, I re- I remember the characters, you I know all that
0: the uh, the group name.
1: I forgot Cotton too. Mouth and yeah, so yeah. Luke Cage versus Darrow Hannah. Go, <laughs> go.
0: Why not? <laughs> all right. So that is coming out mid June, and we will still be in the midst of Jessica Jones season two when that comes out.
1: But it will be. I have a sad now, but but we'll we'll get there. I guess. What do you What do you have a sad for, guys? I'll be—I'll be really honest with you. I'm more excited for Luke Cage than I am for Jessica Jones. So, Jessica Jones is good. I haven't watched season two yet, so I couldn't tell you. I know. So I'm just—I'm just letting you know it's good. Okay. Um.
0: So yeah. So that was that. Next up, Drew. The Nintendo Switch, with which you and I both own, is a year and two months old. It is, and we are finally getting an online service. Yes. Now I say finally, and that may sound a little snarky it's not intended to be because once again we've had this conversation in the past when you buy a nintendo system you don't buy it for online games so it can kind of afford to go as long as it has without a premier
1: air finger quotes online service and they've been kind enough to allow you to play certain games online for free up to this point splatoon mario kart 8 um amongst others
0: yeah uh but it was announced yesterday Yesterday or Monday? Yesterday. Last night, Tuesday? actually. Today's yep.
1: Tuesday. Derp. <laughs>
0: um, so it was, it was announced yesterday the Nintendo online service. Yep. And everything that will entail and also pricing for the service. Yeah. The pricing for the service is very good. Even if you buy, if you have multiple uh, accounts on your Switch, you have to pay a little more to get the online service for all the accounts, but even that is only a little over half of what you have to pay for a year of PS4 or Xbox One online service. Correct. I believe the family package is $35 for an entire year, and I believe the just single account uh, one-year package is
1: $20. That is correct. And that is that is right where I kind of wanted them to be at. That's where they I, they said they were going to be there last yeah. year, and they are true sure to their word. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, Online play on well, here's where like the <laughs> Nintendo giveth, Nintendo taketh away kind of thing goes. So like, if you've been enjoying Splatoon two and Mario Kart eight online, y- you could continue to enjoy them for little, for a nominal fee yeah. <laughs> from here on out. Uh, but which, whatever, I'm getting it anyway, and I would assume most people would probably anyway. Yep. Um, I'm fine with that. They also include uh, cloud saving, which I know everyone's been crying about for well over uh, a year now since the switch. What do you mean I can't save my games in the cloud? Well, you, you can't. Who cares? Apparently, uh, a loud contingent of gamers care. Um, Carl, there are dozens of them. <clears throat> dozens. Dozens. Uh, so you can do that now. So you can stop crying about it, and we'll Just all be grateful. Flashcard. Uh, that's not, no, you can't, that's not quite how it works, Carl, unfortunately. No,
0: I'm not saying the clouds are, but if you need additional storage. It's store. not
1: about storage, it's about saved games, as in your save files. That's what people are concerned about. Their save files were only stored to the assist, the system data and nothing else. Ah. Uh, so now they're they, now you can back it up to the cloud, so you don't have to worry about your Switch, you know, poo-pooing and losing your Zelda, Zelda uh, save file, which, by the way, would be traumatic, I understand, but it's fine. It's just fine. Now you, can, now you can save it to the cloud. Um, and apparently some kind of... This is where things get a little murky. And not murky, but like... They haven't dis- flushed
0: out the details yet.
1: Well, yes, they have. <laughs> uh, so here's what's not coming with the uh, Nintendo Online Service. What is not coming with the Nintendo Online Service is any sort of virtual console proper. At all. Now, you are getting twenty NES games that will rotate in some capacity. Yeah. And they have some kind of online functionality baked into them now where yep. you can play against other people, which fine. I don't care if I play balloon fight against someone else. But you might Do you care if you even play balloon fight. No, actually. Thanks for asking. Um so to me this is kind of a whatever move um the virtual console though this is a bit of a big deal a bit of a big deal to a lot of people and they were I feel like people were getting their hopes up for nothing they've been waiting for some kind of formal announcement I think the fact that it launched without one should have been your indicator that you probably weren't going to ever going to get one I mean it's so not to say that
0: they're not going to release old system games In the eShop at some point. Um, Further down, or it just won't be labeled virtual console.
1: Sort of. Their language has been very odd on this, but they have clarified that virtual console, as it was before, will not be on the Switch. Okay, so so it's very possible
0: we could just get it in a different form.
1: In some capacity, but I don't know what, because it's not like they're out there selling those games for the Switch now. Like you can't go and get Super Mario Brothers three or whatever yeah. on the Switch. Um they have commented, they responded to the to this announcement by saying basically these games are available in other formats and that's you can get them there. So, you want to
0: go by the classic ness and the classics. Kind
1: Super of NES. like that. And they also said like third parties are put, are doing their own collections now. Capcom has the Mega Man collections coming over. There's a couple Sega collections out there now you can get for the Switch. Um, they they're kind of washing their hands as the virtual console gatekeeper. If third parties want to put stuff out that's old, they can do it themselves. Um, Nintendo's not going to impose that $9 price point or whatever it was for those old games. They're they're kind of just letting it go. This is good and bad. Like, you know, I, I understand, I'm sure Nintendo heard complaints every week about what games were not on the virtual console. Yeah. <laughs> like, where's, you know, how come I can't get Chrono Trigger? I'm sure, that, actually, I'm willing to bet that's 90% of the emails I got. Yeah. Where's Chrono Trigger? <laughs> uh, but, at the same time, you know, now they don't have to answer to that. They can say, hey, yellow square, you know, whatever. Yeah. But where it does get a little crappy, I think, and this is where people might be upset. And I understand. I'm even it kind of bugs me too, but I see Nintendo's kind of side of it as well as diplomatically as I can be here. Uh I've already bought some of these games like three times. Like I bought them on the Wii Virtual Console. I paid a dollar upgrade fee to get them in HD on the Wii U. Now you're telling me that I can't even buy them again to get them on the Switch. Like that, the, the, those games are still tied to the hardware on which I purchased them, and they're not really tied to me, the account holder, now on this online service. And it makes sense for me, yeah, businessy you to point of view. Buy it again. They want you to buy it again. I get that. Um, it makes sense also that, like, hey, you know, that's all great, but you didn't buy that when our online service launched. It was before that. It's, it's all new now oh okay but you know who i am like come on yeah you know like i've had a i've had a a nintendo network id for like a decade you you know these transactions you can trace these things and the fact that they're not going to like pay those forward is is a little disappointing but i don't know what are you going to do that's that seems to be everyone's point of contention right now is is the virtual console not being included you seem, be, you seem
0: to be much more underwhelmed about this announcement that I had anticipated. There's just not a
1: lot there yet for me. Like okay.
0: They announced some of the titles that will be available on their, for lack of a better term, streaming service. Sure. Um, some of these are AAA titles, and some of these are okay. Not. <laughs> We're going back to the original nest launch window for some of these titles, but here's what was announced. Uh, soccer. Tennis. Donkey Kong Mario Brothers no super just OG Mario Brothers Super Mario Brothers the aforementioned balloon fight um, ice climber dr. Mario Legend of Zelda and Super Mario Brothers three so yay you got a mix of tried and true classics and some you know interesting stuff that hasn't probably hasn't seen a light of day for some time
1: I mean, I don't know. It's a very... uh, It's a very Nintendo of Japan looking lineup, if you ask me. Yeah. The Famicom in Japan was a ubiquitous juggernaut. Like, we think the NES was a juggernaut, and it was. Yeah. The, The Famicom in Japan, like... You know, it it to 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 quote uh, Wayne Campbell, they gave it away in the mail with samples of Tide. Like, here's a Famicom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so you know, some of those titles might have that sort of appeal to to that to their audience. There, like, hey, it's a tried and true classic, and yeah. you know, but great. We don't care about that here. I don't care about your soccer and your tennis for the NES. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, it's it's a unique opportunity, to kind of go back and revisited some
0: revisit some, um, for lack of a better term, uncelebrated gems. I mean, fine. Everybody at this point, you know, we've all played Super Mario Bros. one, two, and three. We've all played Legend of Zelda one, two.
1: Some, you know, you know what there might be. Uh, we have, but. I'll be, I'll be honest. Throw some other stuff out there. I agree, but maybe someone hasn't. I don't know who at this point, but then again, Carl, that's not fair to me to say because I'm an old, as are you, and to a younger generation, they might not have played Super Mario Brothers 3, or yeah. they might pick it up now and be like, well, this is terrible, and then I have to go into their house and choke them. <laughs> like James and, and Bob at the end yeah. of the movie. It's some super dodgeball in there.
0: <laughs> Greatest NES game ever made. Yeah, well, I'm I'm not
1: going to argue too much, actually.
0: (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's. I mean, ultimately, twenty bucks for a year. Can we really complain a lot?
1: I just want to see what else is going to be entailed. Like, do I get some kind of custom content, exclusive demos, something? I I I would think. I
0: get what you're saying, and I agree with you. But at the same time, if they said this is it, twenty bucks. Sure. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's for what you're giving me. That's a fair price. I've been. Uh,
1: I haven't paid for now, an online if the service, service itself
0: is crap. Which I haven't had any problems with the online service. And in you're its not. Yeah, form. And you're not even paying for it. Yeah. So I've been playing Splatoon like crazy, You've never had a problem. Um, then I would say you should expect it to get even better.
1: Yeah. You won't even notice a hiccup. Ideally. So, yeah. It also. I like the fact that it follows uh, the account and not the hardware, which is a very big move for Nintendo, believe it or not. Uh, so. What I mean by that is, you could come to my house and load your profile on my switch, yeah, and you would be logged right in to your cool. account. So that's kind of neat. Um, again, that's like to some of you out there with Xboxes and PS 4s you are like, well, of course you could do that. I, I could do the, been doing that for a decade. Yeah, well, this is Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, when it t- comes to the world of online, they 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 tread very.
0: They're still very about two carefully. generations behind.
1: <laughs> and you know, again, to be fair, they have reasons for it. But, yeah, it's um, fine. It's not again, like, I'm
0: not. I'm not bashing Nintendo in any way about this. It again, this is this is not what you go to Nintendo for. No, you have trying to trying it out. That that's fine.
1: Yeah, you have to kind of understand their overarching, for lack of a better term, philosophy. Like they are a family company. Yeah. So while you know Sony and Microsoft might not care about kids per se, they're kind of an afterthought. Yeah. Nintendo very much cares about yeah. kids. So they're not going to do something that is going to potentially get them in trouble with families and make their products portray their products in a bad light when it comes to the kitties. So, yeah, their online is going to be a little restricted and they're 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 going to dip their toes in the water very carefully cuz they just have an image to uphold and that's how they want to do business and that's fine. You can either accept that, which I learned to do a long time ago, or you can continue to cry about it online, yeah. which you'll do anyway. So, So one other Nintendo note that scared the bejesus out of me, we're getting a new president. Do we talk about that a little bit?
0: Of the United States, uh,
1: if only, Carl. If only. No, Nintendo is getting a new president. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah, I saw this. I and he's younger. This. He's in his mid forties. Yep. Um, I, I had a, <laughs> which I, is young for Japan businessman. I had a feeling that uh, they were going to do that. After, I mean, the the, the switch clearly put them on uh, financial good financial footing. Um, they're back in a big bad way, and the gentleman that was. Uh, running them in, in in the wake of a death uh the ship is righted he did his job yep. and now he's stepping aside uh soon to make way for the new young hip guy now on paper hey cool yeah do that you yep. might have some good ideas on maybe maybe some of this online stuff he can introduce some cool mm-hmm. new features that we've all been clamoring for and um New IP, which we've gotten. Maybe we'll get more of. Maybe we'll get some new, fresh uh, vision on some old properties. Maybe we'll get new properties entirely. Great. These are all good things. Then he came out in this interview, the new guy. Yeah. And really took the wind out of a lot of gamer sales. How so? Well, he wants to really invest more in mobile gaming. Now Not mobile
0: gaming, like you know the switch being mobile, no, no, the, the switch is still
1: gonna be the three d s or those are no. still and to be to be to be fair to him at nowhere in this conversation did he say that those are gonna become less important, yeah, no, 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 they are the pillars on which Nintendo is built right now, yeah, but he did say they want more of that sweet sweet mobile, and that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it makes business sense. It's an untapped revenue. They've dipped their toes in it, and the two times they've dipped their toes in it, they've been extremely successful. Not
1: really. Super Mario Run did not perform as well as they would have liked. Uh, Animal Crossing uh, also underperformed. Fire Emblem is doing pretty well, though. Um, that was actually doing gangbusters, last I heard. But they feel like they, should, they could have, should have made more on these offerings. So yeah, I, uh, look, the mobile in my opinion and I think in the opinion of a lot of video game yeah, people, gamers as it were, mobile is is garbage, dude. Right, By and large, it's unpredictable garbage. You have no idea what's going to hit and what's not. It's mostly free yeah. to free to play crap. People will balk at a 9.99 price like Super Mario Run. Yep. People, people will will balk at paying ten dollars for a quality title even on mobile for quality the made game. the whole game complete well-made polished product people will will, will turn their nose up ten dollars no way then they'll play some free-to-play crap and they'll probably dump 60 bucks in microtransactions into it after the fact yep mobile makes no sense like it's it to me th- that's like the ultimate it, it's bizarre world and there is no rhyme or reason as to what works and what doesn't. Yeah. And I feel like a company like Nintendo shouldn't be chasing it because it, it it's just too unpredictable. And I think it's a bad place to, 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 to gamble on. It just mobile, doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Mobile had a small window in which they could have knocked Nintendo off the throne of king of the handheld gaming. It's like when smartphones first started becoming commonplace in like the early days, the iPhone and things like that, when, you know, pretty much all they had was full games that you'd either purchase or, you know, people would develop for free to kind of develop a technology or something and they just throw it out there. But then, like you mentioned, as soon as the microtransactions tra- were in- introduced, that kind of took away their chance of that. These games make money. They do. They make
1: crazy amounts of money. But again, like I said, it's they're not the, the guys the companies that make those games aren't traditional gaming giants. No. And I still feel like the ones that are making it it's it's, it's pure luck. Like it's you, I don't know how they take off. You could have you could have the best laid plans in the world and have the the, the best game possible on your phone. Yeah. It might not take off. I it, I don't know why. It's just the, the marketplace for it is weird. The advertising is weird. The visibility of, of getting it into the people's faces is weird. Like, it's just, yeah, it's just this strange it's market. It's the skeevy
0: bar you don't want your friends to go into. I guess so.
1: I don't know. I hopefully, uh, it's just talk, and hopefully, it's you know, they're just going to continue to kind of dabble in the market and they're not going to make an all in push. I don't think they would do that. They have way too much to lose in the console world. Um, but, needless to say, um, that did kind of get some attention this week. I
0: I think I don't know. I I think that they can make quality games for it. Um, but like you said, it's all in what the market, that particular market, is going to welcome. Are they going to welcome you know ten dollar games for their their mobile phone I mean it, it all depends on the game so and if anyone if anyone can break into it if if you if you were to tell me if you were to tell me Nintendo Sony and Microsoft all announced on same day we are going we're investing heavily in mobile games we're going to have a large mobile presence from this day going forward the one that I would have confidence in the most of being
1: successful in that would actually be Nintendo from a product standpoint I agree but from a philosophy standpoint, that's where I get that's where it, yeah. I get scared because Nintendo's way of uh, Nintendo's thought process is not give you something for free and then nickel and dime you. Yeah, they don't operate that way. No, they're very. I mean, to be to be very fair to them, I'm praised. This is praise, by the way. Yeah, they believe in making a polished, quality product and selling it to you at a reasonable price. But it's a. But you can be. You can rest assured, you're getting something. Of value. Yeah. They don't like DLC, for example. We joke about the Nintendo Sale of Quality, but not for nothing. That's it exists for a reason. Yeah. You know? Uh DLC, for example. Yeah. A lot of companies do DLC. Mm-hmm. And what do they do? Like they they nickel and dime you or they put out these season passes and sometimes the value is just yep. not there. You know, and they upset a lot of people. Loot boxes and things like that. People gamers hate yep. these things. But yet but yet they make money. So it's that that kind of thing has a bad rap. Nintendo's DLC packages have been stellar. Huge additions to these games. And sometimes they offer things for free. I think uh Mario Odyssey's gotten like two gigantic updates of free stuff. Splatoon had one Splatoon. big update since I
0: started playing it and it was totally free. Yeah. Uh, a couple uh, new boards, some new weapons.
1: Yeah, and and they just Roll it out. Here yeah. you go. New, New stuff. New soundtrack, which was phenomenal. The Zelda DLC, which was paid for, I did buy it, but there was two sets of DLC, and my God, dude, it was incredible. Like, it was yeah. tons of content. I'll happily pay for quality polished content. Mm-hmm. My So the fear, I think, is that if Nintendo's gonna really get into this, they might follow that trend of 99 cent, free play, microtransaction driven, and then if they get a taste of that, they might pull a Konami or something and just chase that yeah. forever.
0: Uh, eh, I don't see them going that path with a never had systems to support. Um, well, before I'm, just, I'm forecasting, That's I know, all. I'm I looking know. down the road before before we leave the Nintendo kingdom with a sour taste in our mouth. Yeah, um, I'm sure you saw us, too. But just in case you haven't, I did see the reports of leaked images of animal crossing on the switch.
1: Oh, I did not see this. Yes.
0: Oh, now I'm happy. Your joy of this game baffles me, but I need to make you happy. So I tell you,
1: it's 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 Animal Crossing the is game.
0: no. Come on, no, no, no. Animal Crossing. I is. I don't have uh, to play work the game. I get up every
1: day and go to work. The work. It's 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 just joyous, man. I get to live with animals and I get to fish and and catch bugs and I'm, I'm decorate good. my house and I'm and good. It's a great game. I can go. They're, do they're these tremendous in real games. Life. They are over... Yeah, but real life has, like, real people in it, and real people kind of, you know, are crappy. <laughs> and all your interactions in real life are- tend to be not great. Nintendo gives you Animal Crossing, where all your interactions are pure saccharine joy. <laughs> it's got so much charm. That, I, that Ultimately, that's what makes that game enjoyable. For, for, for I mean, yes, is it work? Yeah, kind of. You, you gotta do chores and stuff, and it sounds boring. When you describe the game to someone, it sounds boring but playing it is a pure joyous experience because it's just bursting at the seams with charm. It's just got it's just got charm exploding out of it and it makes it fun. It's hard to explain. It just it just has a certain appeal that works. Love it. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I will I will enjoy it. I can't wait. I got I, I have to look further into this now that you mentioned it. <laughs> Okay,
0: so moving on, the next bit of news we had just broke today, actually. Uh, Drew, we've been getting more and more giddy about the prospects of Disney acquiring Fox, uh, mainly for selfish Marvel reasons. The only reason I care and, about it. <laughs> Well, Star Wars, complete Star well, yes, Wars. Yes, 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 um, the original. And, you know, maybe we might always get that, you know, Alien versus Predator versus DuckTales crossover, we've always wanted. My money's on Gizmo Duck. Gizmo Duck would be a serious factor in that. I can see Launchpad crashing a, a helicopter or something on a bunch of aliens. Sure. He'll nuke them from orbit. Yeah. Only way to be sure. <laughs> um, and that deal, a deal of that size, obviously cannot be done overnight. It no. has to go through massive screening for through government oversight and whatnot. Uh, but today, it came out that a slight wrench might be thrown into that deal. It was reported today that Comcast is your favorite company, yeah. America's favorite company. <laughs> Comcast looks to be ponying up the full—I believe the purchase price is fifty-eight billion for Fox to try to kind of torpedo in the, cash the Disney deal. Okay, so let's let's get break this down. Disney's. Uh, the purchase price for Fox is I believe is fifty eight billion. Disney is offering X amount in cash and then a good chunk in stock options. Yes. Comcast is offering straight cash. Straight cash, player. Now Comcast does not have this cash on hand.
1: No, they have they are
0: going around like crazy to creditors to try and get approved for loans right. for this purchase. Um we had kind of had a dialogue earlier about this, and I wanted to make sure that things I were saying kind of lined up with reality. <laughs> um, we, we we try to be factual so, here. So so I contacted uh, Julie and I actually see a financial advisor. Okay, and uh, his name is Paul DePiro. Works for
1: Ameritrade. Um, <laughs> called me like. I have, I have some financial questions for you. No, oh, yeah. seriously.
0: I called him up. How I, can I
1: help you with, you, with your with your uh, financial future, Carl? No, no, uh, no. I want to know about Disney. I texted <laughs> Paul. I was like,
0: listen, do you have time for a quick phone call? It's not an emergency. And he's like, yeah, sure, give me a call. So I laid out all for him. I said, I think the Disney deal is better because Disney stock right now, I looked up earlier when we were talking, Comcast stock yesterday closed at $32 a share. I'm shocked it's that high, That company's so bad. Disney <laughs> anyway. stock... Closed at one hundred and three dollars a share. Okay, so I laid all out for him. I'm like, what is the better deal here? He's like, hands down, not giving a second thought. Disney is the better deal, not only because of the actual purchase deal is better, but because Disney is just a better company. Disney is like one of those things right now, like Apple, like if you have a chance to get their stock at a lower rate, you buy it because you know it's going to go up at some point. Disney is a multi-revenue stream company in multiple different areas, entertainment, film, television. They're about to launch their streaming service, which is instantly predicted to be a juggernaut. Um, Comcast is a one-trick pony. Well, they own Universal. I mean
1: there is that yeah I, that's but not nothing man isn't it though it's a film division so they've got a film division they have infrastructure they've got uh NBC um so they've got television film and the infrastructure disney has television they have they ABC, do but disney doesn't have disney doesn't have infrastructure disney what do you Okay, explain to me how Disney doesn't have infrastructure. They're not a cable network. Like Comcast owns- The Disney channel? That's a channel. Comcast owns the way you get that channel. Do You see what I'm saying? That's what Comcast has that Disney does not. Disney is a content producer and content distributor. Comcast has says, yeah, 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 that's some nice content you got there. You can put it on our lines to transfer it over to where you want to put it and that's what comcast does and, and they right do now, it very poorly mind you because their customers hate them and right now disney's about to be
0: like okay we'll do that too <laughs> our streaming
1: that's no no disney
0: is to someone who is much smarter in these areas than
1: both of us disney no, no is i'm not saying than. that i'm just yeah, i'm yeah. just pointing out the comcast is no slouch here the infrastructure matters and comcast not, owns a lot of infrastructure Comcast is having to go around to creditors to get the money. That's fine.
0: Disney's like, "Uh, what do I got in my (laughs) back? What what, what do I... Look, um, the only reason
1: I'm not blowing this off is because... What do I got in Daddy's change tray on the nightstand? That's fair. Um, Bob Iger doesn't seem very concerned about it. No. Uh, He was quoted as basically saying, like, we have an agreement with Fox in principle that they... You unanimously agreed to, and we're just going to press on. I have yeah. nothing, I don't know what Comcast is doing, but whatever. Yeah. So fine, but I'm just pointing out because I'm a cynic, and I I'm just I I like to prep myself for the worst. Uh, Comcast is nothing to slouch at, and you know the, things could get monkeyed up. So should that happen, my only hope is that maybe, and we talked about this before. On the, I'm not sure if we talked about it here, but I've been t- thinking about this a lot. Who's to say? That, and I don't know why they can't just make this happen just to just to alleviate pressures and concerns. Um, that Marvel cuts some kind of deal that already grants them use of the characters back in yeah. their films, like kind of like Sony and why does Marvel. Disney did.
0: just buy the assets they need, right? Yeah,
1: I I don't know. Yeah, that
0: might be. I mean, okay, I can see. Here's a scenario. I can see playing out. It's not very likely. I still think the most likely scenario is the Disney purchase goes through. Yes. Uh, but if for some reason the like they decide to switch over to Comcast, Comcast sells the desired assets to Disney to recoup some of the expense of purchasing Fox. I mean, eh, I don't know. I I Disney ends up buying Fox. It's
1: Let's let's hope and well, I mean, yeah. maybe not. Maybe I know there's a lot of people out there that are concerned about like the aliens and the predator franchises and yeah. things like that. And, you know, hey, I, I get it. And and Disney becoming a, a even bigger monolith. We've all we've all seen the picture of Mickey Mouse right by now with the Thanos <laughs> uh, gauntlet and all that. And, you know, it is a little spooky. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm not rooting for this deal to go through because I want some omnipotent company to own, you know, more and more of my life. I don't want those things. All I want is the Fantastic Four, Carl. <laughs> I just bought the Fantastic Four, in the movies. <laughs> Let me have that.
0: <laughs> oh, it's funny. All right. Um, I think that's pretty much it for news. Did you have Oh more more, more, more oh, thing yeah. got announced today? Spoilers, Avengers Avengers is still making all the money.
1: Fastest film to a billion dollars in yep. history. Yep. It's a it's 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 uh it's immortal. I'm comfortable saying that now. Yeah. It's made all the money. The memes are everywhere, which is usually a good sign of cultural impact when you yep. have memes galore. Um Yeah, that's uh that's exciting. No, there's something else though, that, that got announced today. Maybe you don't care, but I know I do. What got announced. Uh Carl, one of the iconic duos in all of film history is reuniting. Oh, yeah. It's
0: not that I don't care about this. It's that I've heard it so much in the past, I'm not going to believe it
1: until I see it. it, It's for reals. Bill S. Preston, Esquire, Ted Theodore Logan are getting back together to be Wild Stallions. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure 3 Will be coming out.
0: They, they they've officially
1: started pre production.
0: Getting together and starting pre production for the past fifteen years.
1: Uh it's official now. It's, it's ink, been it's, official it's, for it's, the past it is fifteen ink years. Ink to paper official.
0: They've had a script for the past not 15 years. I again I'm until I see a trailer,
1: I'm not gonna believe it. And they call me the cynical one. You want to compare records on cynicism, <laughs> sir? Uh, basically, I think this is actually happening. Um, there's a... I know that it's been in various whispers for years and things have been said, but this is like a big release with the original writers, the director of Galaxy Quest, Alex Winter, Keanu Reeves, all saying, no, no, seriously, this is happening now. Okay. So, yeah, bring it on. All right. Can we oh. get a guest appearance by death? God, I hope so. With and station? Yeah,
0: they better have it all. All right. Um, I forgot. And
1: maybe they'll cross over, maybe they won't. Also announced, kind of, there will be a new Tenacious D movie. I saw that.
0: I believe that before I believe Bill and Ted 3.
1: I think Bill and Ted and Tenacious D, the crossover, kind of has to happen. I think it's. I think we deserve I it. I could see that. I. I That'd be yes. pretty Cool. I think we need that. <laughs> um, I forgot.
0: Uh, kind of from my week, kind of from news. Uh, the first two episodes of Cobra Kai are available to watch for free. I've yet, yet to watch it, but um, I have not yet to see a bad review. Everyone that I know
1: said it's excellent. I watched the first two episodes and very good. Okay, very good. I. Can I sign up for, like a free trial of YouTube? Yeah, at? you get
0: the first thirty days for free. Oh. So you just gotta commit to like binging that. It's ten
1: episodes. I about can house half that half-hour episodes each. I, I I can house that easily. All right. Finding time's gonna be tough, but I could do it. <laughs> for 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 Daniel Larusso, I could I could make the time.
0: Such a dick in this. <laughs>
1: He's going to grow. I, I, if, not, I, if, I had, if, if I had to guess, Carl, I would I would bet the farm that over the course of the 10 episodes, he will start off kind of maybe they, a little full of himself, and then he learns a lesson, and then Johnny starts off as a real you know slimy jerk, and then he learns a lesson, and then in the end, they are... They do... That's my guess of how it's going to go. They do something very interesting
0: the first two episodes. They begin the story, obviously, the story's about Johnny. Don't spoil it for me. Beginning the Cobra Kai. Okay. not spoiling anything. Um, so you see like the first episode, kind of where Johnny is and whatnot. The second episode is essentially the first episode, but from Daniel's perspective. Okay. So it's kind of neat there. All right. Um, looking yeah, forward I to mean, it. Yeah, I mean, it's cool that, that it's, it's being done and, and it's getting great reviews and whatnot. So
1: I, like when they, I, I think you could probably, you could probably go back. I don't know what episode, but of our, of our podcast here. And I think we talked about the announcement and we were both like, eh, yeah. I don't know about this, I think we both had real weird reservations about it i and know, then then we saw the trailer. we were just like, Um, why does this look really, really yeah. good because <laughs> if
0: you know Street Fighter Assassin's Fest, which I've referenced numerous times, taught me that if you can get a group of passionate fans with skills get them together and put a project in front of them, you can achieve great things. And this is, that's definitely what this is because I mean, these guys aren't just fans. These are professional. These are professional filmmakers first who happen to
1: be diehard karate kid fans. Yeah. Second. Um, So, yeah, I, I think our reservations were because these guys are traditionally a comedy team that, that are making this. And I think we thought when it was announced that it was going to be played for laughs. Like, johnny's a you know drunk derelict yeah. now ha 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 then we saw the trailer like oh no they're playing this straight there and yeah. it looks
0: really cool there's a moment in the first episode that i popped off so hard
1: and it's so show relevant
0: and i'll let you discover that for yourself all right i'm
1: i'm gonna have to check this out I got a, I got a lot of TV to watch, and I don't have a lot of time to watch it, so something's going to have to give.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks, that just about does it for our news. Moving right along, um, we are about to embark on a new Netflix chapter, per se. We are going to do Jessica Jones Season 2, and that's going to start next week. For this week, we thought we might do a recap of the first season of Jessica Jones. Now scheduling unfortunately did not allow us to fit in Jessica Jones in our season recaps. Um, we decided because the show is the Devil's Due and you know Daredevil season 2 had been out it was it was more important that we go over uh Daredevil season 2 than we do Jessica Jones season 1. That by that time Luke Cage had come around and I just didn't want to get too far behind. And we're a little far behind now and are going to be far behind for a little while, not a long time, because the, I think the, well, I mean, Luke Cage season two isn't really following the typical release window of November, March for these series, but we'll see what happens. Um, But yeah, next, next, next week, we're starting Jessica Jones season two. This week, we're going to kind of discuss and recap Jessica Jones season one. So to start that conversation, Drew, let me ask you, what was your, your kind of knowledge and experience with the character, Jessica Jones, before the series.
1: Uh, I read the first two volumes of Alias. No, not the Jennifer Garner uh, TV show. That's why uh, I never read it,
0: because I'm like, I don't want to watch TV show. No, I don't want to read the comic book.
1: It actually predates the TV show. Go figure. Uh, but Written by Brian Michael Bendis, a name you might know, and uh, written, drawn, I should Dude, say. DC's by, Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. The DC writer? Yep. Yes, him. Um because he wasn't at Marvel for nineteen years. Anyway, uh and drawn by Michael Gatos. Um it was a staple, it was one of the big early hits and staples of the Marvel Max mature readers uh line, which also featured, which also had uh most notably The Punisher, um Garth Ennis run. So these were stories that were uh more adult oriented, um Profanity, uh, you know, adult sex. content, yeah, sex and whatnot. Um the Punisher, Garth Ennis took, you know, he kind of took the Punisher outside of the Marvel universe and gave it a whole fresh start. Alias, though, very much in the Marvel universe. Oh, at yeah. least in at least, you know, in one that we recognize. Yes. Uh although from a very different perspective, and I'm not gonna say continuity really let's just say continuity didn't work in both directions, so like what was happening in the regular Marvel Universe didn't necessarily reflect in Alias and what happens in Alias certainly wasn't going to be reflected in the Marvel Universe per se depending on what happened but it does exist in a Marvel Universe, let's put it that way okay Um, so we're the first two volumes of Alias which is the story of Jessica Jones and she is a um, let's see Hard-drinking, hard-living, former superhero, now private investigator. And uh, in those first two volumes, there's um, some pretty pretty wild stuff, some of which ends up in the show, um, albeit in slightly watered-down format. Um, but the overall themes and the overall uh, arcs, at least in terms of the, the major story arc with the Purple Man, ends up in the show. Um, this is basically where Luke Cage's renaissance occurred. By the way, Luke Cage was a nothing character in the from like basically, I mean, you could argue the '80s onward. Say about mid '80s. Okay, yeah. he was. You know, there was a couple attempted revivals in the '90s. There was a Marvel Knights attempt, I think, uh, as well. Maybe it was, was it Max? I don't remember. There was an attempted revival in the early 2000s that didn't really go so well. So I think Luke, they just couldn't decide on a name for him. Well, they yeah, they had Power Man floated around for a little while. They did call him Cage for a little while, too. I remember in the 90s, there was a Cage revival, but it just just never really took, right? Yeah. Bendis has always loved Luke Cage. So he put Luke Cage in Alias, and and we've entered a new renaissance of Luke Cage. Yep. Uh, Luke Cage rose to prominence in Alias alongside Jessica Jones, and then when Bendis got basically called up from... I mean, you want to call it... Okay, we'll call it a call-up. When they called him off the bench the Marvel Knights max squad and put them on the main roster as it were, um, to write the Avengers. First thing he did was put Luke Cage on the new Avengers. So Luke Cage's presence and profile got raised very, very prominently under, uh, Bendis uh, pen. Um, alias was the series that also hooked up Luke Cage and, uh, Jessica Jones, and they have a child together in the comic books. Mm -hmm. So, um, and are married. And are married, yeah, correct. Now they're not without their problems like any couple, but married with a kid. Yep. Um so this was all born out of alias. So that's kind of my background to Jessica Jones before I before the show was announced.
0: My background with the character goes back to her inception and then kind of just fades out until new avengers era. Okay. Cuz the fair. character originally started out she went to high school with one young Peter Parker. Did she now? So she's like from back in the 60s and whatnot. And this was just kind of a throwaway character that someone picked up one day and did something with. Uh
1: was that a retcon? Cuz my I'm pretty sure Bendis created her out of whole cloth. <laughs> no, 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 no. She would, yeah, she's not an original creation. Uh, um, are you at least sure about that? About 80% sure. I'm going to go and look up uh, your 20% here because I don't think that's correct. <laughs> if they've um, retconned it, that, that's the case, maybe, but... Mm.
0: So, and then my next encounter with her was during that New Avengers era where on the team was also Spider-Man, and they were all kind of living in Avengers Tower, one big happy family and whatnot. So a lot of the interactions I had the character were through the Spider-Man titles, and the character didn't have the the edge that we know her to have in those titles. She seemed to be more content, you know, happily married. You know, yeah, a little, little gruff here and there, but definitely not the way she's currently portrayed now.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, man. Jessica Jones debuted in Marvel Max, uh, alias number one, November 2001. The Internet lies. Uh, lies. Yeah, no. (laughs) She was created by Bendis and Gatos. It's all specifically for Alias Number One. So, anyway, Um, I must be
0: thinking of a different character then. Yeah, (laughs) but she—it is canon that she went. She did go to high school with Peter Parker. Yes. Yeah. Um. So that kind of brings us to fast forward to the announcement that Netflix is going to be doing these Marvel shows. They announced Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Jessica Jones. In fairness, they announced Daredevil before any of them. Well, yeah. And And then then Daredevil was a hit,
1: and they said, okay, we need more.
0: No, no, no. They announced, the original announcement was all four shows. They said Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Jessica Jones. Hmm. Okay. And everyone was going off on Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. Jessica Jones was kind of the the dark horse of the group. And people weren't quite sure like first off you have a character that even Marvel fans don't really have a lot of knowledge or experience with cuz she doesn't really show up in the big event thing. She's not
1: a superhero. Yeah. So like she's a former superhero, but like yeah, she's a how do I explain She's a supporting character in New Avengers. She's not yeah. a New Avenger. Yeah, she's okay? not.
0: She's home taking care of the kid. Right. And but they make it clear that that's her choice to do
1: that. Right. She 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 wants nothing to do with tights and heroics and all that. Yeah, that's as, not her. As, that's just not her game.
0: As as far as like superheroes and whatnot go, she's kind of on the low end of the power set. She you
1: know. She's no slouch. She's not a slouch, but like super strength. I think she's pretty invulnerable too. So, and she can fly. So she's not, you know... Yeah. She, she's she's Look, she's more powerful than Hawkeye, okay? <laughs> okay, so she's more powerful
0: with, than a guy with no powers whatsoever. Just saying.
1: <laughs> he still has a job with the Avengers.
0: <laughs> so they make the announcement, and that's the one that kind of sticks out to everyone. Daredevil Season 1 hits, and everyone loves it, and it's great. And then the they announce that the next one will be Jessica Jones, which kind of took a lot of people's surprise because a lot of people thought they were going to follow up with more notable either Luke Cage or Iron Fist. And so Jessica Jones season one hit, which kind of brings us to where we are now in recapping the first season. Uh, what, a, what we've commented on a lot about the Marvel Netflix shows, and one thing that I really enjoy that they do is each one has its own very distinct visual identity. And Jessica Jones kind of carried on that tradition. Like there was a, there was a very obviously because the purple man was the villain, uh, there was kind of a, you know, the intro, the color palette was incorporated purple a lot. A lot of things kind of had like either a hue or a shade of that. Um, but yeah, the, the show hit big It looked great. And I really enjoyed the first season. What were kind of your takes on it? Uh,
1: Overall, I liked it. Um, But I think I've said this on the show before. I just felt it went too long. But that's actually honestly a critique. I could probably level at most of these Netflix shows. Yeah. Um, But overall, I enjoyed uh, the tone. Although, like most of the other Marvel shows, um, we seem to understand now what the limitations of these shows are. So, And it's a weird line. So like... The Punisher blowing a guy's face off is perfectly fine. Yeah, but we can't say the f word, and we can't, for lack of a better, I'm gonna to to we can't be, show nudity to be cooth. You can show, well, you can show some. You can show butt. Yeah, can't, can't show, show the show boobies. Anything else. Just putting it out there. That's so that we have these arbitrary lines that have been drawn. I don't know. How, they're probably contractual, which I want to see how someone got paid to write this up. Anyway, um, Hoyer's man so we, which led to an interesting, I'm, I don't want to get too heavily into this cause this is a family friendly show. So let's just say that there is a sequence in the first volume of alias with Jessica and Luke. And it's very famous. It is. You've, you've, you may have seen these panels on the internet somewhere before. Yeah. And there is a context to all of it. And it, it, with, with her running monologue, uh, written with it right yeah and in that context it all you know makes a sense and it's like okay fine they kind of do it in the show with no dialogue and no cues whatsoever but they just do it to do it and so like they can say that they put the nod in and it's kind of like okay <laughs> see what you did there but you didn't then i but then you kind of go like all right they're not drawing too much attention to it so i'm not going to either yeah i guess but it's again these weird, li- like I don't know, the lines are so strange, and it's it. Out of all the uh, shows that they've done, honestly, this was the one that I thought would lend itself maybe better than any of them to tell t- t- to TV because it is more of a gritty noir uh street show yeah. as opposed to Daredevil, with you know, Daredevil can is too, but there's powers involved, there's colorful villains at times, yep. supernatural stuff at times, et cetera. Um, Iron Fist, same thing, like, you know, he's got, yeah, and Luke Cage as well. So just Jessica Jones being like, willingly saying, I'm not part of the hero contingent, I do street stuff, and I'm an investigator, and a detective and whatnot, I thought that might lend itself better to a television show. And in a lot of ways it does. Um, but, I just felt like the pace, uh, was not up to snuff they could have they could have quickened things up quite a bit, but having said that um probably the second best villain on the netflix marvel U? second to King kingpin Pin. uh that's purple man's pretty pretty
0: good I'm thinking I think we're talking one, one A, and depend on the argument you make, they can either one of them can occupy that. that okay, one no, spot.
1: but so, but that's the tier yeah. we're talking about. Oh so, yeah. yeah, so you know, yeah. Uh, Purple Man's fantastic. Yeah, David Tennant's
0: performance is just. I mean, I I love uh, seeing Doctor Who fans, of which I am. Not necessarily, to each their own, but Doctor Who's just never really done it for me. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Um, <laughs> full disclosure. Like, Doctor Who fans is freaking out, like one of one of their most cherished doctors being, like, this psychopathic mind rapist. Yeah. Um, and that's essentially what the first season is. It's a story of rape recovery.
1: Yep. It's all about PTSD and, and recovering from traumatic uh, events. Um. My only gripe is that he didn't actually have purple skin, but that might have been a bridge. Yeah. That might have been a bridge too far for Marvel Television. It's because the, then you got to explain world, it.
0: Yeah, in the world that they built, it's tough to pull off. Yeah, and and I'm explain. I'm okay. There with was it. a nod to it in the one episode where his father like gave him the injection and like amped up his powers more, and like his and there was like a purple like flesh tone. That briefly rippled through his skin briefly yeah i think there they could have done it i think because you have like an explanation for it there but i'm i'm fine either way no i'm
1: fine with it it worked out just fine um the character's honestly still very memorable without the gimmick so yeah you know whatever and
0: they they have they have this uh this character this villain character who they do an excellent job of at one point you making you sympathetic for him somewhat not for a long time mind you but kind of you know here's where you can kind of see the the groundwork of killmonger and thanos being laid a villain where you can not a hundred percent but kind of briefly understand their point of view
1: well i'd say that, to be honest i think marvel tv actually netflix specifically all the villains go through that really kingpin had the episode where they show his childhood yeah i mean that was incredible Um, what an episode. Uh, the Codmouth episode with, with Luke Cage, man. I I love that. You're right. It is. Absolutely. That's like the, that's the best episode that there is in that show. And, and then they kill him at the end. Oh, spoilers. Mm -hmm. But that, but that episode is fantastic. It really gives his character so much grounding. And it, and, you know, it sells you on him. And then, uh, well then there's Iron Fist, but whatever. (laughs) Season, and then Punisher. Uh, you know, Billy... We we get we get some of his background, and he's not maybe not as effective as these other examples, but he yeah. has a he has a backstory that is somewhat yep. uh, tragic and relatable. Mm-hmm. So you know th- these Netflix shows really do a good job of uh, of fleshing these guys out um, and making you somewhat somewhat sympathetic. It at least provides them a motivation that you believe.
0: I've noticed in all the Netflix shows, there is definitely a family dynamic.
1: Yeah. Uh with
0: with Daredevil the family is Matt Foggy and Karen uh Luke Cage the family is Luke uh Pops Claire and Misty, right? T- Misty more towards the end. Um Iron Fist it's Danny is the um, uh, what's what's
1: their names?
0: Colleen? Colleen and the
1: the kid. Oh, the jerk family. Yeah, the the the, 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 kid, the daughter yeah, the jerk whatever their family. name is. Yeah. yeah I um, I've I've blocked out Iron Fist so much. <laughs> I don't care.
0: Jessica has this as well. Yeah. And she, in both a literal sense and a figurative sense. In the literal sense, she is adopted by a the like nightmare of of, of showtime moms. Yeah, yeah. Um and But she has a very
1: real relationship with her sister. Uh, Patsy Walker. Patsy hellcat. Walker. I want a Hellcat. hellcat. <laughs> I, I, a Hellcat's got to show up at some point. It's <laughs> Carl like cringes. Not, not saying anything. I so uh, haven't seen season two yet. She was um, going to get in some fisticuffs in season one. She, 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 yeah she, she, she starts taking the home defense classes and all that stuff. Yep. All right, here's here's a yellow leotard. Let's roll. <laughs> <laughs> yellow leotard, cat mask, go. Yes.
0: Um, but also, that's like kind of literal family. And Jessica is, according to the storyline, she she was part of a traditional family. Family got in a car accident. All the other members killed. And somehow she came out of it with superpowers. Right, right, and she right. She doesn't know quite how it happened uh, but she also has kind of a, an adopted i don't want to say brother because that dynamic's not there but adopted family member malcolm who definitely took a journey in season one he started out as kind of like uh kilgrave's lackey and by the end he was kind of able to free himself from that and well yeah. obviously with jessica's help
1: um there there's a colorful will, cast of characters yeah. in their apartment actually it's uh it, i mean in a weird weird comparison it's kind of like the uh the people in the apartment from welcome back frank the punisher story <laughs> like yeah. not not the same kind of people but in that like she lives from, in this like, she Thomas lives in this Jane building punisher. well that's from welcome back frank so yeah right. um yeah that kind of like quirky neighbor dynamic so anyway yeah uh and then she has sort of a I don't I don't call it familial, but what like her relationship with Hogarth, the lawyer and all that and Yeah. that plays into a lot of stuff in this in this series actually.
0: Hogarth was kind of the surprise character of the season for me. Yeah. because this is a character who I just found really interesting and portrayed fantastically by Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah. um and not typically we see kind of the the other side of the coin as far as lawyers go. We've seen like the do-gooding lawyers and Madden, and Foggy and Karen, but now we see like the more corporate. She's a little more cutthroat. Yeah, very cutthroat. Yeah, um, she takes a real interesting journey in season two. Um, but she was she was a surprise for me on the show. All the the
1: entire cast was just real solid. Real solid. Um, I'm going to throw a flag, though, to the guy who played Simpson, as we know him as Nuke. Yes. I didn't think he was very good at all. <laughs> um, and I don't just mean, like, he doesn't look like his character, because he doesn't look like his character, which I thought was problematic. Well, they, didn't,
0: they didn't paint the flag on his face. He but... also
1: doesn't quite have the build for Nuke. Let's just going to put that out there.
0: Nuke is—I think he was fine for Nuke. What do you, uh, Nuke is not a character you get a
1: Shakespearean
0: performance out of.
1: But he's not full on Nuke in this. Like this is—they actually wanted to be a real person. So like, like, can you give me a real person actor? Can can? I like. I feel like again, Wayne Campbell. Like, I know it's a small part. but <laughs> This is the best we can do. We can get someone better than this. I want Charlton Heston. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Drew, you're going to run into a sleigh <laughs> prop there. Uh, the course of Charles
0: is not available for work currently.
1: Fair enough. No, He's I just thought he was dead. a little... Uh, this, this actor was not quite the best. His performance kind of sucked me out of the show a little bit.
0: <laughs> I think he played the part as it was written pretty well. He's kind of the
1: dopey, macho... Dopey's a good word. He looks dopey.
0: Well, I mean, that's kind of he's the He's got a dopey that, face. I think he, and I
1: think that bothers me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> your face, sir, bothers me. <laughs> I can't explain it. It just does. I'm not saying you're ugly, but your face I makes... I call ugly. But your face might make orphans want to punch themselves. I'm just saying he looks kind of dopey. That's- okay. But he, he played the part well, because the, the character is not... He's meant to be that macho, alpha male... Yeah, but, Type.
1: but that's not dopey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, fair enough. All right. I'm just saying that out of everyone that was in the show. He I, was the weak link. I, he was the weak link, yeah. in my opinion. So I didn't,
0: I mean, granted, all the shows kind of have a, a slowdown and a pick back up as far as their pacing goes. I didn't mind it as much in Jessica because after the first couple episodes, I realized that you kind of have to approach this. As well as season two, you have to approach it like a detective story, not a superhero story. So in that, there is a slower pace to it, a more method. I shouldn't say slower, I should say
1: more methodical pace to it. And that's that's a fair defense, but I felt like at a certain point, maybe, I'm, I'm going back a little ways now, it's been a while since I've watched it, but I hit like episodes seven, eight, there was just a good stretch there where it was like, just go kill him. Like, yeah. You you've spent several episodes like doing nothing. Just just go kill him. Yeah, we've we both
0: universally agree that the Netflix seasons on these shows could be minimum 3 episodes shorter.
1: Yeah, that's all normal. that's all I'm talking about for pacing. Like the, the there was no other like real narrative happening. Like there was no, no like B story in those episodes. It was literally just like, okay, go. Like, nothing's happening. Yeah. You're just go take care of the business now. And finally, they do, and it's great. You know that the finale is is well done and everything. But it's like that that the pacing irked me a lot um, in Jessica Jones season one more than more than the other shows, to be honest with you. Um, Luke Cage a close second, but the, j- just. At least Luke Cage had the excuse where they swapped the villains. We kind of yeah. had to reboot it was a little kind of bit. Like an act one, act two. Jessica Jones doesn't have that excuse. It's just kind of like, all right, well, you've made your decision. Well, which you're still what still got do like Let's... an A villain and a B villain. Kind of, you've got but
0: Kilgrave and, and Nuke. I hear yeah. the name Nuke, and I keep thinking of the drug in Robocop. Too. <laughs> I cannot think of that.
1: No, you're, that's 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 good. That's good. That's a valid uh, callback. Did you? It comes in a cassette case <laughs> because 1980s. Because the, <laughs> did you get your your free comic book day comics? Not yet. Okay. I will pick them up probably tomorrow. I've not been to the shop in weeks. All right, because uh, I'm I'm busy, man. I know, I know. Don't worry. someday you won't be as busy.
0: Uh, not, not in the foreseeable future, but
1: yeah, at yeah, Sunday. S- um, maybe when I'm retired, maybe.
0: So, this show, I think we'll kind of end on this. This show was um, a big first step in the direction of female protagonist. Uh, Because, like, before, yeah, we had Black Widow at this point, but she was always a B character in in the films. Sure. You know, we didn't have Wonder Woman yet. We obviously don't have Captain Marvel yet. Um, this is kind of the first female character that stepped up in this modern uh, comic and live action medium renaissance we're currently going through and really hit a chord.
1: Yeah, uh, you're right. Actually, in a, in a good I, I never way. really thought about it. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. This She predates Wonder Woman coming out, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. By so, a lot. Yeah, Jessica Jones really was... I'm trying to think of another example. I mean, Wonder, Wonder Woman had a TV series in the 70s, obviously, so... I'm is, talking about, like, 2008. Fold. Sure, sure. I mean, Electra was, was garbage, uh, the movie, I mean. Um, the Catwoman movie, we don't want to talk about that. Ew. So, yeah, I guess Jessica Jones being a, a big success uh, is a, kind of a landmark. And the fact that it, it dealt with what it dealt with, with, you know, uh, rape and trauma and whatnot... Um dare I say I don't I don't mean this to sound insensitive but like it it's a it's a timely subject or at least it's a subject that we're finally comfortable talking yeah. about and it was the right show at the right time to address yep. that in a, in a in a fairly mature way um it certainly doesn't uh uh undermine that the subject matter like she deals with it and you know she's a powerful character and she certainly doesn't want to play the victim and she's you know I don't know like yeah it, it it's a it's a it did a lot of things right and it kind of said hey there is room for a female hero as it were or a female driven hero with this stuff people will watch it people do care about it yeah and there are compelling stories you can tell it doesn't have to just be you know guys running around yep and she can carry a show so wink wink nudge nudge you they can probably carry a movie too so now yep. we get more of that. So yeah. She
0: she definitely uh carried this show and she was really good in Defenders. Yeah. Which uh which also predates season 2 of Jessica Jones probably actually now. Think about it, we should probably touch on Defenders really briefly. Um everything hey. everything like that worked for her in season 1 kind of worked for her really well in Defenders and they just kind of trimmed some of the fat off it
1: yeah I'd say so they have they 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 know what works for her they know uh her strengths and they play to them in defenders they kind of get down to brass tacks as it were, and she's the uh fast talking uh no time for hero stuff kind of character, no nonsense um yeah she keeps the boys on their other toes more more or less from she she keeps things from getting too ridiculous, yeah she has no time for this no. No, no. There's drinking to be done. There's drinking to be done. There's
0: (laughs) there's much, much drinking to be done. All right, Drew, I think that about does it for our season one recap of Jessica Jones. Unless you have anything
1: else you want to add? No, we said it all. So let's, uh, I guess next week we'll dive into season two. Yep. Episode one of season two starting up next
0: week. And that about does it here for us at Devil's Due. As always, we thank you for joining us. We appreciate uh You downloading, listening to us? Please uh, share new episode announcements. It's all we're asking you to do, folks. Tell, tell your all, friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. You see us tweet about a new episode? Just hit that. A lot of you out there hitting likes. And we appreciate that, and we like the likes. But just just move your finger, just like that, that quarter of an inch to the to the left or right to hit that retweet button. You know. Same thing goes on
1: Facebook. When we have a new episode, please, please share that. Infinity War made a billion dollars in a week. There's a lot of you out there. Yeah. So, start, st- instead of worrying about how they're going to bring back Spider-Man... Tell your, instead of talking about that, just t- just tell your friends to listen to us, and we'll tell you how it's going to happen. Yep. <laughs>
0: Spoilers. All right, folks. If you want to find us on Twitter, you can do so at Devil's Pod. You can go to facebook.com slash devilsdopod. You can email us at thedevilsdopod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, thedevilsdopodcast.com. Drew, any closing thoughts?
1: I'm glad I got to go see the nation's capital. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time
0: for you to go home to Greenbow, Alabama. No, no, I'm not (laughs) not going down there. (laughs) All right, folks. Thanks for joining us again. Courts adjourned.